busy week. <sighs> 20 games. I had repeal day ball. All kinds of craziness going I know. on. Luckily, it was the first week of the month, so I wasn't too terribly busy. Speaking of insanity, you have pretty much the same lifestyle as uh, Stephen Jenkins. Who's Stephen Jenkins? Not to be confused with the other Jenkins of the world. but uh, <laughs> Yes. No. That not would him. not be All it. Right. No. But, uh, I mean, you do want something else to get you through this semi-charmed kind of life. Uh, Let's start the show. Yeah, that I do know. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. And across the way from me is the euphoric Samuel Graham. I am euphoric. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I've used euphoric before. Let's say lucid Samuel Graham. I am lu- I'm always lucid. I'm always with it, ready to go, you know, ready to rock. Uh-huh. So uh, we're recording outside of uh, at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Um, should you want to chat with us or uh, get in touch, there are many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch with us? Sure. We are dufootballshow at gmail.com and at dufootballshow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we really appreciate those that did get in touch with us uh, over the last week. Fantastic. Uh, Same with myself, both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Every single show. Sammy, what are we drinking tonight? So we've got Old Line, uh, which is an American single malt, actually made right around the corner from my house uh, in Highland Town in Baltimore. Absolutely. It is 100% malted barley, uh, aged in new charred white American oak. Um, 86 proof and will cost you around fifty four ninety nine, right around there uh, on the shelf. Very cool. Well, we did a uh, American single malt before. We did the uh, the Hill Rock, which if you remember, they put in new oak for a very short period of time and then transferred to sherry barrels because they wanted it to taste more like a uh, Scottish whiskey. Well, in this case, with this whiskey, they're looking for it to be a bourbon-esque style yeah a lot of vanilla on that yeah it's definitely it's lovely though yeah it really is so you've got that like cereal crunch that barley offers but you get those very vanilla caramel desserty qualities that bourbon always brings yeah. to the table with a uh, brand new barrel so uh sammy let's have ourselves a great show yes sir All right, kids. We have got a lot to talk about. We're gonna uh, go ahead and t- <laughs> we're gonna start off with the uh, with the midweek games, and then we'll talk about the weekend games. So uh, first off, Sammy, I think it's become a two team race. We officially, yeah. Manchester City beats Watford two to one in a very tough fought match by Watford. Uh, Liverpool handles Burnley fairly easily three to one, and uh, Wolverhampton gets off the slide, beating Chelsea. Two to one. Yeah, that was wild. That one. Uh, great game. Um, do you want to start with City Watford since that's what you mentioned first? Or? Please go right ahead. Uh, so that game was pretty much like Watford's season um, per most years. They started off great. A uh, couple of chances for both sides. Then Watford disappeared for large spells um, from the middle of the first half to about the middle of the second half. Uh, City in that time scored twice. Pretty unsurprising. Thought they were in cruise control, and then Watford turned up the heat. I guess City, for whatever reason, thought the midweek games ended at 75 minutes because they completely switched off. Yeah, they uh, did. And Watford went hard. Um, and we're actually unlucky not to grab an equalizer 
uh, after the, uh, the the first goal was scored. You're absolutely right. They they certainly had a chance. It was um, it, a interesting interesting game considering that this is typically where we see Watford make the slide. And in our progress reports, we both said, here comes the Watford slide. Yep. And, and then considering their result today as well, which we'll get to in a bit, I mean, that's, that's encouraging for what should have been a tough, lose six points kind of week. You still got away with a point and you played at the time the undefeated first place team to a one goal game. You got to be encouraged. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they didn't get a point though. City won two to one. What? Um, I'm saying Watford for the week. They had oh oh for the whole yeah, yeah over yeah. the week. I'm yeah, sorry. They lose, yeah, they yeah, yeah. lose. You know, lose to lose to City and then tie uh, Everton yeah, today. I got so you. got yeah, themselves yeah. a point. I, no, yeah, fair enough. It, which I got which, lost there. I'm oh, sorry. It's, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I I felt like I mean I we both predicted that they would lose both of those matches. So we had them as being you know that definitely dropping six points and they yeah, ended up sure. they ended up getting a point out of it. So. Yep. Yeah, not too bad. And, yeah, not too bad at all. Now, uh, moving on to uh, Liverpool-Burnley. Um, goals, they're waking up. Liverpool's yeah, starting to score. Um, but before we – I oh, got please. lost. Uh-huh. Uh, I got lost because I was trying to come up with something clever for the Watford slide. Oh, okay. Saying, like, maybe if Elton John wasn't a pianist, he may have come up with that dance move. <laughs> but, and then I, you said something, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> So, sometimes completely lost it. When, when the gears start going in the head, just just let it go. Just walk away from it. That's right. Just walk away um, from it. So, yeah, Liverpool looks like they're starting to turn the screw a bit more and stand on the throat, as we said. Yeah. Um, besides that Phil Bardsley strike that would have been a worldie had it found the corner, mm-hmm. he hit that as clean as you could hit it. Uh, besides that, um, and then the, jet, the actual goal from Jack Cork, Burnley really didn't create a ton, uh, especially in the first half. Um, 75% uh, percent possession and two goals in quick succession um, after the Burnley opener, finally. Right. Uh, should have been enough and would have been enough to see off Burnley. And then Shakiri had to, you know, bury the hatchet <laughs> and 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 get it done with the third. But that's what we've been saying about that yep. team, that they, they finally been look putting like, the foot on the throat. Yep. They put the foot on the throat. They finally look like they're starting to gel in that front three. They look fresher, um, even though uh, – Mane didn't start that game, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're looking better, um, and whenever you can bring in a world class player like him off the bench, that's city esque. You know, I, I'd I'd say that uh, the Merseyside derby win for them in, in ignited them. It got them fired up. It, it, yeah, you know they they came out both games this week and they looked good. They looked very yeah. good. Yeah, now and and for a, a a right forward or a pseudo winger, if you want, in Mosala. Kind of a general forward player, if you will. Um, you can't really judge him based on last season. It was out of this world amazing, right? Um, what he's doing now, had he done that last year, with the, I think it's 10 goals he has now, right. he still would have been the signing of the summer for Liverpool last year, right? Right. The fact that he went on to score, what was it, 38 or 40 goals or whatever it was yeah, in all competitions? Yeah, um, is absolutely insane well beyond any standard that anyone could hold. He's still scoring goals. He's still playing very well and is now tied, uh, I believe, with Pierre-Emerick uh, Aubameyang on 10 yep. uh, at the top of the charts. Yep, they're both at 10. The um, For for them, uh, well, for uh, Salah as a whole, like typically what you ask of a, of a top-flight striker is 20 to 25 in the right. Prem. Yep. And then maybe... 30 to 35 in all competitions overall yeah and that's and you know he gave them damn near close to 40 yep yeah so yeah it's it 
there the bar has been raised very high, but it seems like he's settling into it. And of course, we'll talk about it more over the weekend because he had himself a good match over the weekend. Yes, too. he did. Um, Chelsea, this is now starting to become a pattern. You know, you have this loss. You you have the draw to Everton. They have not. Uh, um, Spur was it? It was Spurs a couple of weeks back, putting the boots oh, to him. Completely dismantled him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> are the wheels coming off a little? Does does the team not necessarily have faith in Sorry? Does Sorry have to find a new a new plan? What What do you think? I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran a tight ship at Napoli. Uh, I think he's just also settling into the league. I mean, the the Premier League is the most competitive league in the world. Um, bar, you know, Manchester City the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for once we're actually going to get a proper title race that'll go until May Yeah, uh, for a change. Um, but anybody can beat anyone on their day. I mean, look at the, the year that, that Leicester won the title. I think um, Burnley beat United at Burnley. Yeah. I think they held City to a draw. I think they held us to a draw, if I remember correctly. Last year, Burnley beat uh, um, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge to open the uh, season. To open the season, three nil. Uh, so, I don't. I think he's just getting used to the league. Although the players are used to it, but he's very stern, very, you know, in his ways about what system he wants to play. Um, and they're going to have to get used to it. And you know, it's not going to change. It, he did the same thing at Napoli, and I think only used something ridiculous like fourteen players. <laughs> So uh, in the whole of the season, in his uh, in his starting eleven. So Hazard started really brightly, and now has kind of fallen back to the pack. Um, and now he's suddenly displeased and not happy. Um, I know back, you know, gosh, about a couple months ago, uh, our one friend Otis sent us a question talking about Real Madrid coming a calling, and we completely blew it off. They changed coaches. They're in desperation mode. And Hazard isn't happy. Do you think maybe in January Madrid comes with you know a hundred mil? I and, still don't. And tries to pull him away. Chelsea are in such a strong position with their own oligarch Russian billionaire owner. Uh-huh. They don't need the money. Um. So I don't think that they're forced to sell in January, or it's not going to turn his head like it would say Stan Kroenke right. for Arsenal. Do you? If do somebody you... came in with a hundred fifty million dollar bid or hundred fifty million pound bid. For Mesut Ozil, yeah, for, for whatever reason, right? If they decided to do that, Kroenke in a heartbeat would sign that paperwork. Do you know? But but um, it's not a matter of turning his head. Do you just think he's a miserable bastard for the rest of the year if you don't send him on his way? And that can yeah. certainly affect your locker room. It, it could absolutely it could. But Chelsea have you know some world class players there. They have Ross Barkley on the bench. They have you know either Pedro or Willian, whoever doesn't start with. Hazard on the wings there. Right. They have other strikers. They could, in reality, change their system if they wanted to. Depends on sorry. But I think he's a miserable bastard. I think he is a <laughs> he is. stubborn, miserable bastard. He's holding a cigarette butt on the sidelines just so he can, like, sniff it. But it's ridiculous. <laughs> I loved I loved the uh, Sam sent me a Facebook video of him where it shows him doing uh, an actor uh, a, doing a, a guy, video yeah. of him. And he's smoking one cigarette and then suddenly he's smoking four cigarettes. Four at once. And, at and he once. says, uh, you know, it's very, very stressful very at Chelsea. Very stressful. Very stressful. Very, very stressful at Chelsea. Here's the rest of the week uh, of the midday games in our little segment of Oh, So That Happened. Everton 1, Newcastle 1, Arsenal 2, Man U 2, Fulham 1, Leicester 1, Tottenham 3, Southampton 1, Brighton 3, a 10-man Brighton 3, and Palace 1. 
West Ham 3, Cardiff City 1, and Bournemouth 2, Huddersfield 1. Uh, really brief on uh, on Everton. They threw everything they had at Newcastle. They had plenty of opportunity. They should have won the game. Yes, Newcastle had some counterattacks, but clearly Rafa did what Rafa was going to do. He was going to park the bus and play for play for the draw, and he was going to counterattack to see if he could score goals. He scored one on the counterattack and managed to keep Everton out of the net uh, for for a winner. Now it was just pretty simple. Uh, real quick, I would tend to disagree. Okay, you had seventy six percent possession. You only managed three shots on target. Now you had 19 total shots to their eight, mm-hmm. but shots on target, actual real chances, they created more than you did. Yeah, those those misses, five. those those misses were those misses were wide open in the box, and we just couldn't hit the ball correctly. But we had opportunities. We had no. Way I'm, I'm more just saying, it's just you couldn't get it on target, and that's not something we normally say about you guys. Right. You're normally a bit more clinical than that, which was a, a little surprising. Um, to say the least, but all that down, you know, this is normally something we say about Watford or some, you know, something we say about Burnley. Yeah. Uh, no, never Burnley, actually. Um, <laughs> they don't do possession. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Um, but, you know, some teams will, will have the ball and just not create a chance. Uh, look at the, the weekend game with Arsenal. Yeah. It took till the 60th minute to get a shot on goal. Yeah. You know, it just, it's not something we normally say about you guys. And I, I hope, I mean, are you worried about it? No. No, I'm not. Right. I, I'm not. Um, Marco did um, in the the press call out his wingers a little um, because everybody keeps kind of saying, "Oh, you need to go get a striker." Oh, you need to go get a striker. And he goes, "Well, Rashalson's playing striker and he's scoring goals, and Tosin scored a few, and my off striker Gilfie is scoring a lot of goals. You know who needs to score goals? My wingers, wingers. Yeah. Bernard, Walcott. Walcott's gotten one. Bernard doesn't have one. He's like Calvert Lewin, Lookman. He's like, you guys want to play?" I need goals out of you, and I mean he did it in an encouraging way. But he but he gave him the nudge. It's that is right. that is his nice way of saying, "You don't want me to go buy anybody in January. Start producing Do something." Yeah, that's that's exactly what his little nudge was was start producing. Now I'd say for real, both sides could feel unlucky for this one. Yeah, um, because Pick, uh, Pickford and Dubravka both made excellent saves during the game. Oh, so yeah. quarter inch here, half an inch there. It could have gone either way. Yeah, Pick- Pickford um, had a uh, free kick right at the end of the game that was a gorgeous save that he knocked away. Yeah. He got down and got knocked away. Yep. It was really well done. Um, going into your match, uh, this could have easily have been a nil-nil draw or a 1-1 draw. <laughs> it basically or a was, draw. but there were four mistakes made. <laughs> you know, it was, but but it was a draw nonetheless. Like yeah. there, was, there was no one side really, you know, it just yeah. it was a draw. <laughs> there was some good football here and there. But it was mainly just a testy, physical, chippy, angry game where I think everybody's nerves were high. Everybody was kind of, you know, shaking a bit and, you know, I'm going to do the best. I'm going to do the best. I'm going to do the best. Crap, I let it in. And then that happened four times, twice on each side. Do do you think it's just a case of Arsenal at Old Trafford and Arsenal facing Jose? Just um, those kind of common nerves that have plagued you in history. It's just one of those, you know, History of big teams against big teams kind of things. It's just normally a chippy kind of cagey affair. Not often do you see the brilliance that we saw in the Champions League last season or at the Etihad last season between Liverpool and and City, you know, where they just go at each other toe-to-toe and and some of the football display was phenomenal. Or earlier this season in the Champions League between Liverpool and PSG at Anfield when Liverpool won that game. It's just... 
two teams that are playing honestly that are very good going forward. We, we didn't see that. That's not a Jose Mourinho style, especially not against a big team. So it just it was never going to live up to the billing that it was, you know, of the old days. Right. Um, and I I was surprised that they were a bit more adventurous than they have been. Um, and Ander Herrera was offsides uh, when he put that ball back in the box on the initial shot, and that goal should not have stood. We should have won two one, but huh. I'll leave that there. Okay, yeah, go ahead and bitch some more. Um, so Fulham Leicester, <laughs> uh, this is how it's Quite going. Sassy today. This is yes, I am. Well, I'm wearing a shirt that says it. Oh, we'll I, find out. I am a sassy. Follow bitch. that old Instagram. <laughs> I am a sassy bitch, and I have the shirt to prove it. Um, <laughs> Foxes are just, they're going to be up and down. This is. Yeah, we said it last week. You know, there's going to be games where you go, oh, this is one you should win, and then they don't. And for Fulham, this is a big point. Like, that's that's a point you need. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because who's going down is going to be determined by one or two points. Yeah, and, and it's going to be that it. kind of area of you guys and Leicester down to kind of the Brighton area. It's going to be how you perform against those people and the people right around you, you know, for those at the bottom. Well, I would say looking at the table now, currently, after today. You've got the top six, right? Then you've got Everton down to about 12 with um, with like Brighton and West Ham and all of them. And then I want to – or even to 13th. But then at like 14th down, it's all like a three-point difference. Well, after – yeah, from you and seventh. Yeah. You're down separated by three points to 13th Brighton. Right. Yep. So all of you are within three points of one another. And then a big drop-off of seven points to Cardiff, who's sitting on 14. But then it gets congested again. Yeah, all of from 14 to 20, yep. it is one loss, and you're suddenly in, 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 in the, the drop zone. zone yeah. You know, you're definitely there. So I, I think that for someone like for for someone like Fulham, you get that draw against one of the teams in the middle, right? Because you assume you're going to lose to the top teams. You go, right. let me beat the bad teams that are down here with me, the six, seven teams that are down here with me, and if I can pull off the occasional draw against those teams in the middle, I probably survive. Well, that yeah, and that's what we said about uh, Rafa last year at Newcastle, was he was very good at targeting those games where, okay, I can get a point here. Um, I think they can be got at. I might be able to get a win here. Yep. Uh, you know, and those were the points that he picked up that kept them in the league and it's kept what, them. I think they finished in tenth. It's what Rafa did on against year. us on this on Wednesday. Yeah. It, what, it's I what think he was I can at. get something from this game. I think I know how to break them down or you know whatever. And now Solomon Rondon scoring goals, they have a chance. You know, again to stay up. So uh, Spurs getting the three to one win. Uh, Spurs are on. I mean, other than losing to you, they have been. On and particularly one of the name big names that's been on is Song. Song has been playing his ass off lately. Yeah, he has. Um, man, has uh, he know, looked good? When you got the uh, the weight of military service mandatorily uh, that he would have had to done, would have had to do right now off of his shoulders, it can free somebody up. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, know? He, and now you're seeing a free man. <laughs> well, you would have you would have thought with that with that squad, you know, who's gonna who's gonna pick up the slack. For for Harry Kane, who's going to be the second guy? You would think it's going to be Deli Alley. That's that's the first name you think, right? Yeah. Or you think, okay, well, Erickson's the big playmaker. He's the creator. Uh, you know, Lucas Mora's really come on strong at the start of the season. Now nah, it's Song. He's whew, he is playing his butt off right now. Yeah. He's really playing well. Uh, we've given them too much. My notes say, what did you expect? Southampton sucks. All right. Well, then let's go <laughs> ahead to... Okay. Well, then... Uh, and actually, we'll get to Southampton in, in the next second, segment. Um, Brighton uh, gets... What was it? 
went up one nothing, gets a red card, goes up three nothing on Palace. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. Brighton is a one to two goal a game kind of team. Occasionally they'll score a third. But their main goal scorer went off injured in yeah. Glenn Murray. Yep. Um, and the red card was Shane Duffy defending Glenn Murray's honor. Yeah. Uh, and doing the Richarlison headbutt thing. Yep. But a little more Irish about it. Yeah. Well, and and also also the uh, man that went down, I, I forget which player it was who went down, but uh, sold it a little bit better too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I he? mean, a a nudge to nudge on the head where all you do is just push against it and he went to the ground grasping both of his eyes because clearly he was blinded by the you know the bright white skin of his irish heritage <laughs> you know shining into his eyes as he had butted him yeah. you know i mean um it, yeah, shane duffy's not a, not a bloke i'd screw with though he, oh, uh, yeah. well hell no he's a former toffee he's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a hard tough man. man he's a hard man for sure um, um, but Palace are terrible, man. They're they're just not good. I see. Talking as as we get into the weekend games, I have I have a few thoughts about Palace as well that go along with Southampton. They just and suck. They're just not that good. No, they're they just not to, that they, good. They, they, it looks like Roy Hodgson has overstayed his welcome. Yeah. Um. It, I think it's time for the old man to move on. Uh, no West, offense to him. I mean, he's been a brilliant manager, but West West Ham Cardiff. It's pretty simple. We said this last week. West Ham will beat. The bad teams, and they will lose to the good teams. Yep, that's and it's, it's nothing the more than that. Yep. Yeah, right, dead middle of the table. Yep. Uh, finally, uh, the cherries get a much needed win. It's probably the only win they're going to get this month. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Um, they had a tough list of fixtures. The uh, the cherries do. <laughs> really, um, really, really, really tough. Yeah, uh, I did real quick before we move on. Want to give a quick shout to Lucas Perez in the West Ham game, former Arsenal uh, mm-hmm. player. Brace, Came, right? Had a brace. Came off the bench. Um, that was it. And then the goal mouth scramble for a Cardiff goal was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, it was Very all over the place. Weird, yeah. it, it was um, almost it was almost as bad as the Fulham game with the free kick that they yeah. muffed that somehow then got through and they yeah, scored it's on. Very strange. Um but no, Bournemouth uh they, they had to have it. And Huddersfield tried. They actually had more of the ball, uh Huddersfield. Um and played pretty well, to be honest with you, for their standards this season. Uh, they they played pretty well. Two games um, they should have gotten whooped in, and they didn't get whooped in either one. Right. I mean, they lost them both, but they didn't get whooped in either right. one. And and Bournemouth though, just clinical again. Uh, you know, Eddie Howe's done a brilliant job with that core of strikers. Um, they seem to be scoring goals. The wingers are getting involved, and Brooks and and Frazier getting assists, and and Frazier with goals um, here and there. You know, throughout the season, um, two shots on target from Bournemouth. Two goals, job done. When does somebody uh, come and snatch up Hal? I don't know that he's gonna. Now that you have Marco Silva mm-hmm. and are happy with him, mm-hmm. I don't think anytime soon. Um, because I think he's smart enough not to join Newcastle when Rafa finally moves on, right? Um, because it's a shit show up there uh, with the ownership. However, the club is for sale, and apparently he's talking to two potential suitors. No, he isn't. Uh, he's right. lying. No, exactly. <laughs> um, and it, oh, do you, three hundred million? I actually, want three seventy-five. Uh, I'm gonna throw one at you. Pochettino moves on. Uh, perfect job for him. Yeah, I'd see that. How good is the Absolutely, I'd see that for sure. Now to the weekend, Sam for the one thousand and. 32nd time, can City be, wait, 
Now there's only one unbeaten. I called it. Chelsea 2, Man City nil. No, you didn't. You said it was going to no, be well, City Well, not in winning. the actual predictions, but I did say they would be beaten this season. I did say that. And again, it was Chelsea at the bridge against the current champions. Yep. That's happened the last few years. Uh, but obviously, besides the season, they won it. Um, but they just take care of the champions at home. That's what they do. Weird uh, and week for Chelsea. Yeah, you lose very. to Wolves, and it looks like, okay, bye-bye, you're gone. It, it was nice having you here. And then they turn around, and they just they manhandled City. City oh, yeah. didn't have well, much. City had more of the ball, but they created about the same number of chances. Yeah. Um, City, I think, was about 60% possession or so. <laughs> but Chelsea never really let them get going. Sorry, there was a little cough yeah. there. Um, Chelsea, you were really proud of saying that, I know, you? we talked about it before. Yeah, you were uh, really Ch- proud of saying that. <laughs> Chelsea took their chances, uh, which City didn't, which is not something you normally say about City. I mean, I don't really know what to say about it. What a scorcher from Conte. Whoa. That was good. Good on him, too. I know. It's I, been a pretty rough season for him. Yeah. And just because he's being played out of position. And I hope Sorry doesn't feel vindicated. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been doing it correct the entire time. Right. That's where he, Conte He actually be criticized him and was like, he should get more goals. Like, what? He's literally the best player in the world at the defensive midfield kind of pivot position. It's like, have you ever watched him? Oh, by the way, have you watched him in the last World Cup? He's a World Cup winner, for Christ's sake. <laughs> like, yeah. And he did it he did it all from controlling the back as the rest of the French team ran all over the field. Like, he was the only yeah. stabilizing force on that team. Well, City did a great job of stifling the main threats. Um, and I was really intrigued to see that both teams started without a striker. Uh, yeah. a, a recognized striker on the right. field. You had Raheem Sterling playing through the middle on one side, and you had yep. Eden Hazard playing through the middle on the other. Uh, it was very strange. Both of them kind of doing the false nine thing. Bad um, game for Sané. Yeah, he didn't play very Bad well. Bad game for Sané. He was he was responsible for the first goal and then made a huge gaffe for an opportunity for them to equalize. And, you know, it's um, he seems to be the point of contention for Pep. Like... Uh, Sané could have really great games, and then Sané could have really miserable games, and it seems like that's really Pep's big thing. He says has such a big problem yeah. with Sané. Well, when Aguero's back, I wouldn't be surprised if Sané <laughs> lost his place for a few games after that performance. Oh yeah, and Go you see Mares being the left Sterling footed on yeah. the two sides, or yeah. you know, you keep the right footed Sterling on the left so he can cut inside, and the left footed Mares on the right so he can cut inside. Yeah. I mean, he's done that as well. Um, and then Aguero back through the middle. The one thing uh, that another show that we listened to um, mm-hmm. brought up that is, I think, is pertinent is the only position that City does not have a world-class backup for is Fernandinho's, is that defensive midfielder. Yeah, that's true. And if he's hurt for real, you, that's might, trouble. See, you might see a bit of a chink in the armor. He Dominates that midfield for City. Oh, he does. He's and you know it's big, uh, it's physical. It's knock everybody, everybody else. Around. Yeah, but he he always he's better than Torreira, and we'll come on to Torreira, mm-hmm. um, who, who's a fantastic player. But they're both they they always look for an offensive solution, right? Right. I win the ball back. I make this amazing tackle. All right. Let, you know, I'm not going to play a six yard back to my center back unless it's the only option I have. The first thought is, let me play, you know, 
diagonal 45 up to the flank, or let me try to find one of my striker's feet. They're always looking forward, always trying to stay on the front foot, and right after they win the ball back is the most crucial time. You know, because the other team thinks they have a break or they think they're doing something. That's the best time to catch somebody out of position. He has that um, kind of the best of both worlds. He has the old school FU hard tackling of like a Gareth Barry. Okay, you could say it. You could say it. It's okay. Of Gareth Barry, <laughs> but then has the pick a pass, move the ball up field like a Jorginho type. Like it's mm-hmm. this very. It's a very interesting dynamic that he has, and he's wasn't always in favor with that squad. He's no. really grown oh, with yeah. Pep. Pep has oh, yeah. really brought a lot out of him and made him a proper captain as well. Yeah, I mean, um, he's he's been nothing but phenomenal. He's yeah, really been so we'll, great. We'll see what happens with him. Um, you know, and how his injuries assessed and everything else. He may get rested with City already through in the Champions League. Um, he may get rested midweek and. Yeah, possibly next weekend. We'll see what happens, but um, hopefully for them, he's not out for too long because that could be, that could be a position where they're lacking. So let's move on to the newly top of the table Reds, who do it in impressive fashion. What a performance! With a four nil win, and Mo Salah getting a hat trick, saying "Hello, welcome back." Funny thing, all three goals he scored, no emotion. It was just like. All right, here we go. It was go. almost like a relief. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like a weight had been lifted off his shoulders. Finally, I had a performance like last season, you know, kind of thing. Um, although although his spotlight his spotlight was stolen by uh, Bournemouth, who scores own goals like it's nobody's like, business. Nobody has scored <laughs> like, more own goals. I was just about to the I most looked that beautiful own yeah. goal I've ever seen, In the- <laughs> except for the last own goal they had. <laughs> So, Bournemouth, since they've come in the league, have had eight own goals, more than any other team in the Premier League in the same amount of time. Just a, a cheeky a cheeky little backheel flick from Cook. Yeah. Too bad it was what on his own net. <laughs> right. right. Brilliant goals. And then the one against us, right? Yeah. The, uh, the rifle. Yeah. Uh, Lemmy? Um, Lemmy? Lemay? Lerma. 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 Lerma, yeah. who put it in like the upper 90s. I know. Name Lerma. Assassin Strikes again. Um, this actually sounds like a good place. Okay, uh, go ahead. We got sent a, uh, a, a nice note um, here from our boy Russ, uh, who also got in touch about something else with a serious question, um, which we'll bring up later. But it's an article from ESPN, uh, and a goalkeeper played on. He kept going after he bit off part of his tongue. <laughs> okay. And his question to us is, if you lost part of your tongue, would you be able to pronounce names better? <laughs> I vote yes. One answer. One word. Nope. <laughs> but I could tell you the other the other thing that the, I would the yes. The tongue exactly. got in the way again. The the one thing I could tell you <laughs> is uh and you know this for a fact. I would absolutely positively play through a bit off tongue. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got hit in the warm-ups once with your old glasses. You remember that? Yep. Uh, our boy Rob hit you in the face uh, during warm-ups, and you played with a bloodied nose. More, more a than bloodied, once. Br- a bloodied bridge. M- more than once he has hit me in the face with shots and warm-ups. There was a reason <laughs> why I stopped doing warm-ups. I just walked away. I stood at midfield. Everybody's like, why aren't you in the net warming up? Because Rob's going to kick the ball in my face. He's done it six times already. Yeah, doesn't pay attention while you're looking away or saving something else, and then what? Right in the dome piece. So, um, here here's the big one. Um, can can Liverpool actually win the Premier League? 
Yeah. Is it in there? Is it in their grasp? It's theirs to lose now. They're in charge. I the not. problem is they got a go-to city in the second half of the season. They've. We'll see what happens. They've never won it before. I know, but up until a couple years ago, you'll remember, um, begrudgingly, but you'll remember that they did have more top-flight titles than any other team in the country at 18. Um, that being said, this is their best start to a league season in their history, and they've won 18 titles. And they're only one point ahead of City. That shows you how good City is. Yeah, one point. Yeah, that shows one, you how good City is. One They've won up. the title 18 bloody times. And this is the best start to the season. They're only one point above City. Oh, and it's 18 titles before the Premier League began. began. Yeah, they've so never a won lot, a, a lot of times, yeah. a lot of, one, of, one of the biggest things, and this will be my Everton color showing, of course, is that everybody talks about Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. And while, yes, they have won, you know, League Cups, and they've won FA Cups, and they did win uh, Champions Five League. Of them. and them. And, and they did win a Champions League. They haven't won a Premier League. Since the Premier right. League has been a Premier League, they have not won one. They've won the Champions League and, twice since the Premier League started. Right. But but that's... But... but been uh, in the final I'm, four times. Right. But what they haven't done, <clears throat> what they haven't done is won... The Premier League. Right. They have not done that. So when people want to talk about, oh, Liverpool this and Liverpool that, win the goddamn league. You haven't done it since the night since the, the 80s. It was the, nine, what, 1991 when the Premier League got founded? 91-92, I think yeah. it was, or 92-93. You yeah. haven't won a league title in that amount yeah, of time. 89 was there. No, 89 was not. 89 was us. We actually yeah. beat them at Anfield 2-0 and if, needed the goal difference. If that was did it. if that was you, they the press would be talking shit about you. If that was United, the press would be talking shit about United. If it was Chelsea, the press would be talking shit about them. But because it's Liverpool, everybody talks about all the other things they've won, but the thing they haven't won is a Premier League title. And I think they're going to screw it up and not get this one either. I think they're going to. I think they're going to find a way to throw up all over themselves. Well, they don't have Steven Gerrard to slip like he did against Chelsea under Brendan Rodgers a few years back. And I'll tell you what, there is photographic evidence of that man walking alone. I thought those red <laughs> shite never walked alone. Let's wrap up the remainder of the weekend's. Oh, so that happened. Uh, Arsenal one, Huddersfield nil. Manchester United 4, Fulham 1. Burnley, being Burnley, winning 1-0 at Turf Moor over Brighton. Cardiff 1, Southampton 0. West Ham scoring another 3 against Crystal Palace's 2. Tottenham beating Leicester 2-0. Wolverhampton getting 2 wins this week, winning 2-1. And uh, Everton taking a 96-minute uh, free kick from Luca Digne to tie Watford 2-2. His late goals seem to be a bit of a uh, recurring theme. Definitely. The so, Sammy, uh, Arsenal-Huddersfield. 1-0. How bad was that? Didn't register a goal until the 60... A uh, 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 shot on target, I'm sorry, until the 60, uh, 65th minute, something like that. Um, but thank you, you beautiful little Uruguayan man. Thank you. Ugly win for Gunners, but your Uruguayan 
Bulldog has the will and way to get Arsenal the win. That was he did my an sentence. overhead kick that didn't even come above my shoulders. <laughs> it was brilliant. Does he come above your shoulders? I'm, uh, no, he doesn't. He comes up to my nips. What, when are you buying? When are you buying the Terrera jersey? Uh, I mean, I know you want your Lichtenscheiger. Lichtenscheiger. Lichtsteiner. Lichtsteiner. You know I can't Melissa? say names. Yes, name assassin strikes again. Um, let's. I want to try this. Let's remove part of your tongue. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I know you want that jersey. But when do you get your Terrera jersey? Because I have to imagine um, that's going to happen. I actually. So next year we switch to Adidas. Uh huh. Um, I will probably buy Licksteiner once for real. Once the uh, Pumas are discontinued, right? And I get it cheap because he's old. And will retire soon. Right. I will get Terrera, who will be there for years to come, and I see as a future club captain. Um, I'll be buying his in the Adidas. Is it already uh, time to give him Adidas player stuff. of the year for Arsenal when they hand out their Maybe. team awards? Maybe. I mean, n- nothing against what um, Aubameyang is doing up top. See, I, I, I nailed that one. That was that one bad. Yeah. That was um, close. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> no, it was right. You got nailed it. Right. it. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I, I I see him being the best. He is the player that has changed Oh, yeah, and he's, he's the best signing of the summer so far in the whole league, in my opinion. Completely balanced us. So if Jose would have gotten fired, I would have picked the game correctly. I said 4-1, <laughs> to one, but I said because Jose was still there, 2-1. to one, But they ended up somehow scoring four, four. goals. That was uh, very interesting, wasn't it? I mean, now, oh, wait. It's Fulham's defense. Of course, they scored four goals. Well, so what I what I wrote, I said, did Fulham really stand a chance as bad as they've been at the back? No. United looked like a team freed of the shackles for a day. They're hour outside of the solitary confinement that is a Jose Mourinho-run squad. And look what they did with it. <laughs> goals from all over, and all the quote-unquote key guys got involved. Just enough to get <laughs> just it. just enough to get us fired up for this uh, this upcoming rivalry yeah. game on have, Sunday. Have you ever watched um, Locked Up or you know Yes I Doing have. Time or whatever it's called yeah, on yeah. Uh, National Geographic? Yep. Yeah, this was the hour outside of solitary, outside of the hole. <laughs> They're locked up for twenty three hours a day, aka the entire Premier League season. And they get an hour outside a quarter against one of the teams in the drop zone. So is there um? Much, and they go ham. So is there much more to say about uh, Burnley beating Brighton than uh, other than Burnley pulls a Burnley at Turf Moor? Uh, my first sentence is: This is the Burnley we've been talking about since the start of the season. This is the exact blueprint that worked on teams around them and teams above them last year. So story. going to uh, Southampton's loss, uh, no new manager bump. So, Pat, if you bet it, I'm sorry. Um, is this new boss maybe preparing for a championship side and preparing their academy again and looking to a future outside of the Premier League? Cause I don't know. This team is bad. I don't know. They he this coach finished second in the German Bundesliga, which is regarded as the closest league to England in terms of pace of play. And physicality. Uh, France is pretty physical as well, but in terms of pace of play and and physicality as a whole, the German league is as as close to the Premier League as you're going to get outside of England. And um, there's no pieces. The only the only thing I wrote is the the team is terrible. Listen, we don't take a lot of notes. We kind of do bullet points, and then you know we have a sentence here or there. The only thing I wrote down 
is God, Southampton are bad. They're so bad. That's all I wrote. Jesus, there is a world where Cardiff and Huddersfield, one of the two of them may stay up because Southampton and Palace are just that bad. Yep. They're just that bad. 63% possession, one shot on target. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You are a Premier League team. Are you serious? Their farm, their farm system's depleted. They're, I mean, I, I honestly think they it's need to pitiful. go back to the. I think they need to go back to the championship and just kind of rebuild everything again. It is. Pitiful. It would actually. It would actually be beneficial to this club to go down to drop. Yeah. Because if they stayed up, They're if they somehow so survived and stayed up another year, honestly, I'd see them pulling a Sunderland and dropping two divisions. Potentially. Yeah. Um, They're so bad. So. And then leading into the next one, West Ham gets six goals this uh, this week. They beat bad teams, which is exactly what we said they would do. And Palace is no longer a tough luck loser. Palace is a bad team. They happen to have a good handful of individual players. But they're a bad team. Yeah, overall, they're, they're bad. bad. I, I think it might be time to worry about Roy Hodgson. Yeah, you said uh, that You said in, that earlier. In yeah, the hot seat. Absolutely. Uh, they're... They're not good. They they have to make some moves to try to stay up, and I just don't see them doing it. I mean, it's there's not good. I there's no two ways about it. There's no qualms. This is when you separate the men from the boys. This month, you know, Arsenal went to Ukraine last Thursday, came back against their biggest rival, played United on Wednesday. I'm sorry, two Thursdays ago, played United on uh uh Tottenham on Sunday, United on Wednesday, and then came back with a tough game against Huddersfield on Saturday. It's this is when you separate the men from the boys, right? Yeah. They played four games in eight days. Yeah. Right? Everybody's doing these sorts of schedules. Yeah. You know, Crystal Palace are not in Europe, right? So they didn't have a game on that Thursday. But next week they got a League Cup game if they're not already out, which yeah. I, I don't know because I don't pay attention to them because they suck. So I, they're going to drop like a stone. So, um, real quick, Spurs, they're just rolling. They're rolling. I mean, there's really not much else to say. Um, my boy Thaddeus, who's a big Spuds fan, listens. And sorry, Thaddeus, I don't have much else to say. Spurs are playing really good football right now. You better hope that this month doesn't produce a major injury for you. You know? End of story. Um, this is the busy time of the year. This is what makes the Premier League great um, is, you know, you got two days before Christmas you play, then you play on Boxing Day, the 26th. Then you turn around and play on New Year's. It, this is the, the time of the year that makes England the best league in the world, gives it the TV money, gives it everything, you know. And you guys didn't sign a single person in the summer. Um, you already have had Christian Eriksen go down with an injury for a bit. You weathered that storm. You had um, – some uh, son leave for the Asian games uh, and, and win uh, the football portion of it for South Korea and then came back and has been in blistering form. You kind of got lucky there. Um, as long as you don't produce an injury, you're going to be there thereabouts for the top four um, because you have a good squad. But the wheels can come off of this train real fast. Um, I mean, I know we just got – two draws and of course had the loss in the derby and we now play city next which is not going to look good for us considering city no, just lost they will be really on, pissed yeah. um but the week after that we play spuds at home and i still 
I, I said it a month ago. I think that's a game we can take. I think Absolutely. that's three points in our pocket. And it's nothing against Tottenham other than the fact that it's a long, daunting month. And I think we can definitely take it. And them. I hope you do. Um, great bounce back from Wolverhampton. I mean, we've been kind of dogging them lately because they really haven't played well against some really crappy teams. But they get the win against Chelsea and then another win here against uh, Newcastle. Uh, we we got to touch base on it simply because he's an American. Boneheaded red card from DeAndre Yedlin. I think there could be – there wasn't from the announcers, but I think there could be a touch of controversy here. Okay. Because Lascelles, I think, was in a position where he could have addressed uh, – was it Jota oh, uh, that a, was running in? Not, yeah, not the last man. definite goal-scoring well, opportunity. But he – or the last man thing. Yeah. Syndrome, right? You're – the guy's in, and you're the last defender. You take him down straight red. I think Lascelles was on his way back on his horse and was about even with Jota when Yedlin dragged him down. But Yedlin looked like the copper top girl, like grabbing hold of the, the, the back of the jersey. That's yeah, I mean, true. It was so obvious. It, it, very much so. And I'm not complaining that he got a red. I agree with the call. I just wonder if Lascelles could have addressed Jota, who was running clean in, um, or Jimenez, whoever it was, um, doesn't really matter. It was who Jimenez. It was. Okay. Um, the point is, is that he may have been in the vicinity, and which would not have made Yedlin the last man and worthy of a yellow, not a red. But I don't disagree with it. You, that's how the referee interpreted it. That's what it is. End of story. And again, a 96th minute winner. In this one, yeah. Um, when Wolves uh, tucked uh, tucked home, um, Sammy, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That is something both of us forgot as Watford traveled to Everton, as the away fans shook rubber snakes at Marco Silva, <laughs> and Are you actively calling Watford cheered. fans all women. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and. And I just want to note for all the listeners out there the stance that my counterpart has taken in that all Watford fans are women. Settle down. We didn't take into the fact account to the fact that they absolutely wanted the win. Oh, for sure. They outplayed Everton. Yeah, Everton, but they're Everton not as good of a team, the, in my the first, opinion. The first goal was offsides. It was offsides. A, Wolcott touched the ball. He was in an offside position. We got away with it. Richarlison scored. Credit to Richarlison. Ran completely away from the Watford fans to the other side of the field Mm -hmm. before he slid in front of the Everton fans, made a point to stay as far away from them to not celebrate in in, in their face. But he is at home, so he's allowed to celebrate a goal. Well, the other thing is, is he only played for them for a year, and they were calling for his head midseason when he was in his slump. Right. So... It's not like he was there for ten years and then suddenly moved to Everton and, and now he's celebrating goals. And then and then for for Silva, Watford fired Silva. They fired him. Right. Now it was amongst a bunch of controversy that Everton was that turned his interested head and, yeah. in him and turned his head. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, they they outplayed Everton. Everton got the first goal, but then the entire second half it was 
all Watford. Well, and that start to the second half was terrible. What was it? Two goals in two minutes. Yeah. 63rd and 65th yep. or something like that. I, a bad, bad fortune for Seamus Coleman on the own goal, you know, but but they were in sixes and sevens at the time anyway. So, right. you know, sure, wrong place, wrong time for Coleman, but they were going to score a goal regardless. It was going to happen. And then, um, fortunately for us in the 96th minute, uh, Luca Digne uh, put away a gorgeous free kick. Whew. That was Leighton Baines-esque, boys and girls. Right there you there. go. Leighton Baines-esque. That was a beautiful hit. So that brings us to our last question. Okay. From Russ, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was the bigger surprise this week? City finally losing or Wolves and West Ham both getting six points this week? Um, I would say City losing um, simply because um, – now, now Wolves getting six is surprising. Wolves still should have gotten three. Like the the game over Newcastle, I think I picked it a draw, but that's not a surprise if they win that game. But for um, West Ham, those were winnable games. We knew they were going to get points. They, like they were definitely going to get six points. Right. And like we said before, West Ham beats bad teams; they lose to good teams. That's what happens. I still think really City's loss is the big surprise for me. Um, I would tend to agree, except for the fact that Wolves had a terrible run of form leading up to this week. Um, and with them pulling out six points after, what was it, four or five consecutive losses was, we were talking about? It was four of five. Yeah. They had one draw. Um, and, they were uh, in, in yeah. quite bad form. And then a congested fixture list this week. Um and Chelsea's recent history of beating the champions at the bridge, I would probably say that I would go just Wolves picking up six points, not West Ham. I'd disregard them out of that. I right, would say well, Wolves. The, the is question just, was the two I, together, correct. and that's why I yeah. say the two together. I just I with them so being so bad prior to this week, Wolves for that for that stretch, um, I would tend to go with, with that. Just and also, like I said, because of City's recent history, uh, not City's Chelsea's recent history, mm-hmm. that's not really a huge surprise to me. So, if you're hearing a little uh, ambient noise, that would be the uh, team mascot, uh, Copper Blue, uh, walking <laughs> around the room. We normally keep him out, but uh, he has decided he wants attention and he has demanded it. He is a 16 year old Schnauzer Poo that uh, that loves know, me. Yeah, definitely. Loves so, him some little Sam. So, um, welcome Copper Blue to the pod. Boys and girls, it's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. So we're going to do this collectively. Um, Sam went 10 and 10, and I went uh, 12 and 8, putting me to uh, 83 and 59, and Sam to 78 and 62. And also, what we all really, truly care about is how we fared against uh, your daughter. Um, I would One say six. her her um, picks were a little ambitious, we'll say. But, to say the least. But but she got a win. She got one pick, right? She, she went She went one in five. And it pissed you off. It was the one that put Liverpool in first place. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. And, 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 and then watch Liverpool gain points and we beat City just to make my life that much worse and make me hate myself even more. But uh, yeah, Tegan went one and five and myself and Sam in those games went two and four. So we didn't fare much better. Nope. 
Um, let's nope. go. Let's go ahead and get right into it. <laughs> Saturday's early game. We got a good one. We got uh, Manchester Maybe. City is going to host Everton, and um, while I would love to pick my Blues, and and this actually screams for us to win just because. Let's give Liverpool a bigger lead. Um, City's going to be pissed. City's going to be too much. And ultimately, I see uh, two to one to City. I have three one City. Um, and for the same reason, last season when they lost for the first time, it happened later in the season, um, in January, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they then went and not didn't lose again until April. So yeah. uh, against United at home. Um I think they're going to bounce back and bounce back with a vengeance. Uh, however, you guys are have quality. We're going to give them a fight. Yeah, you, you know, guys I mean, have quality, and you'll give. And you've won at City recently. Let's that face was it, before Watford, Pep's revolution. But you know, let's face it, Watford. Watford played them tough, and uh, Bournemouth played them tough. We're gonna we're gonna play them tough, and we're better than both of those teams. So, yeah, you know, it's it's. It'll be it'll be a tough match. It really will be. And uh, under Pep, we did beat them four nil at home at uh, Goodison in Pep's first year. Also, yep. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. So, uh, looking at the midday games, uh, Palace host Leicester. Uh, give me the Foxes two one. Two one. Same thing. Uh, Newcastle head to uh, Huddersfield. Uh, this is absolutely a Rafa find a way to win one nil to to Newcastle. I see a draw in this one because Huddersfield's been playing so well lately. Um, and Newcastle is prone to a gaff. Fair enough. Um, Spurs host Burnley. Uh, Spurs just keep doing what they're doing. Three one win. I got three one as well. Uh, Watford and Cardiff face off in the battle of who could care less. <laughs> Give me Watford since they're the home team. Two nil. Two nil as well. Same reason. <laughs> I'd looked at that. I was like, who's watching this game? Now I'll give you bonus credit if you can tell me who did the song "The Battle of Who Could Care Less." Well, it wasn't Elton John. <laughs> Ben's fold five. That was Isn't their first. Hold on, before hold on. Wait, brick. Wait, wait, before wait, stop, brick. Stop, that stop, was stop. their first hit. Stop. Isn't it Ben folds five? Yeah, Ben. You, you folds. said Ben's. Ben's sorry, fold ben, five. Ben folds five. Just saying. Even though it was, a I three, didn't know it. You can't say it. Even though, <laughs> even though it was a three-man band, that was their. That was the battle of who could care less. Was actually their first single before Brick became a big hit. All right. Yeah. So. Um, they play a piano a lot in that band, don't they? Yes, they do. I had a friend of mine back in the day that was like obsessed with them, and it was a she had a magnet on her um, on her fridge. Mm-hmm. It was a keyboard magnet. You couldn't play it or nothing, but it was like a three D magnet. Mm-hmm. But it had a big Ben's fold five folds. Ben folds five. See, you did it too. The Let's move on. Stupid Bournemouth band. continues Stupid its band. tough schedule of games and heads to Wolves. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, two to one to Wolverhampton. I've got a two-two draw written all over this. Alrighty, uh, the late game has a, a London derby as West Ham heads to Craven Cottage to face Fulham. For no good reason, Sam, I'm going to take Fulham two to one, despite how well West Ham's playing. Huh. All right. Um, I've got a three to two West Ham win uh, because of their recent form. Very good. Sunday, we have two early games. The first one sees Chelsea heading to Brighton. Uh, Brighton's going to lose their second straight game. Give me 2-0 to Chelsea. I've got 2-1 to Chelsea. Um, Arsenal travels to St. Mary's. Um, Southampton gives you a little bit of a fight because they have a new manager. 
ultimately you get the win 2-0. I got 2-0 as well because we've struggled to put the ball in the back of the net the last few games. And the uh, final game of the weekend has a big one. When we talk about rivalries in English football, this is it. This is the big one. This is really, truly the big one. And while City might have success currently, and I mean, I love the Merseyside Derby, the real rivalry in modern English football is Liverpool and Manchester United. By Merseyside, you meant Everton and Tranmere, right? Yeah, exactly. Piss off. Because <laughs> <laughs> the North London Derby is really a, a closer contested match. And has, I think, happened more times than this one. Stop making it about you. Just saying. Stop making it about um, you. I've got 3-1 Liverpool I'm at going, Anfield. I'm going 2-1 Liverpool. Physical match. Would not be surprised if we saw a red in this one. Not at all. Um, I also see, uh, if you want to get specific, 1-1 at halftime. And then Liverpool scoring two goals in front of the cop. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't see... David De Gea doing the same thing Jordan Pickford did though. No, no, I don't see that. Nice, nice try there on the dig. <laughs> keep it, keep it going. Oh, I've got the shovel, mate. I'm uh-huh. digging. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, it hashtag flustered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Drunkard United played this week. I did not. I was suspended because I got sent off in front of my wife and child. Um, Kicked a puppy, too. I fought the referee on that decision of being suspended. I made sure the front desk knew how shite he was. And then I left after I drank two beers in the parking lot with the big man. So, um, so how'd we do? <laughs> um, we won 3 0 on forfeit when we played the. Whatever game that didn't matter, we won nine to two. But um, I decided they had said the game doesn't matter. Let this team play with how they only two guys showed up. Play with as many guys as they want, and it doesn't really matter. You guys should just play anyways for fun. And I said, okay, well then, let my guy who got a red card play. And they'd say, no, he can't. And I looked at the ref and I said. I will graciously accept. Look, graciously accept. There we go. Their three 0 forfeit, of which they went. Really? Come on! It's just a fun game. I went. Then let them play. And they went. He can't play. Three 0 forfeit. It is. Thank you yep. very much. I fought that point at the front <laughs> desk, to which I was told, "Yeah, but you got a red. You're suspended." I said, "My red was for dissent, number one." Yeah. Which normally you only get suspended for violence, uh, which this time for once I didn't do. Um, and then she said, yeah, but you got a red. Sorry. He said, you can't play. You can't play. I said, okay, no problem. Uh, you know, he didn't get the score right. Oh yeah. He got the score completely the week wrong. prior, correct. Yeah, we said that on the last show. That yeah, no, I know. I'm wrong. just reiterating the f- point because <laughs> I'm still pissed about it. All right. Hey, boys and girls, thanks for sticking with us. I know we had a lot to go over this week. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, I do. Real quick. Um, I know it's not really what we go over on this show, but being a couple of hometown boys and a couple of University of Maryland fans, I do want to throw a quick shout out. Eat uh, them up. Eat them up. Let's go, Terps. To the University of Maryland soccer team uh, that did win 1-0 in the College Cup final. Um, over Akron, and they are now NCAA champs for the fourth time in the program's history, um, scoring on a 57th-minute penalty. Uh, They did have seven total shots on goal, 
another of those was a penalty also in the 75th minute, which the Akron goalkeeper saved. Uh, but good on him. Congratulations, Terps. Uh, and very well done. Terps have been a uh, dominant soccer program now for the last 20-plus years. Yeah, Sasha is kind of like the Lucas Torreira of American collegiate soccer. <laughs> Changed the game. <laughs> So, uh, boys and girls, thank you very much for hanging out with us. But um, I do have to say the following because he clearly didn't get my reference to semi-charm kind of life. I got which, it once. I, I told you. I don't know frontmen. What is the song about? Being semi-charmed. Doing a crap ton of drugs. Right, just sorry, like Mesut Ozil and Abomayang and Lacazette as they were huffing nitrous balloons Bro. in the club. What's wrong your with a whippet? Boys, your boys Ain't wrong with a whippet. doing drugs in the club, hence why they played so eh this whole entire week. Your team. Ozil didn't play eh, your, this week. Your, your team, he bunch of drug addicts. You know bunch what? of drug addicts. You know your entire hold on, hold on. squad. You know what no, else is funny? No, you know what else is funny? Seriously. Druggies. You know what else is funny? Ozil hasn't been playing because of back problems, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently... His Twitch account has been blowing up for Fortnite, <laughs> and it's his Fortnite addiction that has given him the back problems. <laughs> it's him sitting in that gaming chair, twitching him playing Fortnite, that makes his back hurt. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought. <laughs> Arsenal Gunners, drug addicts. That's why he's got bug eyes. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. Smile at what we go through One stop to the rhythm that divides you And I speak to you like the chorus to the verse Drop another line like a coda with the curse Coming like a freak show takes the stage We give them the game, sit place to say I want something else To get me through this Semi-talk kind of life Baby, baby, I want Sam Houston is a sassy bitch And I've got the shirt to prove it. (laughs) I bought that at Walmart.